1230 here in the mid-state, so you know what time it is. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition. Joining me, as always, behind the scenes is our soon-to-be award-winning producer, Justin Kulik. I ask you every week, and I'm going to continue to do so, but please don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate the show wherever you may be listening, whether it's on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, or uh, or downloading the show later on. Please like and subscribe and rate the podcast. You can also check us out on Facebook, on Main Street Preps, the Gallatin News, Hendersonville Standard, and the Portland Sun. Uh, you can give us a follow at Main Street Nashville, on Main Street Media TV, on YouTube, where you will find where you will find our entire host of shows, in court, including Mornings on Main Street, Main Street Sports Today, the George Plaster Show, and yours truly. So uh, there's a show out there for you on our YouTube channel, so make sure you're checking that out. One last item of note before we get into today's show, just want to say a huge thank you to the fans who tune in each and every week. Your support is greatly appreciated, so I just want to say thank you. Jumping right into it, our three big things this week are going to revolve around soccer and football. Our first couple things, we'll start with probably the biggest news noteworthy of last night's district semifinal game in 9-3-8, and that was Hendersonville falling to Gallatin. Uh, A couple things. That was the first time Gallatin girls soccer had beaten Hendersonville since 1999, so a long time coming for the Green Wave, and that is actually the first time Hendersonville will not play for a district soccer title in girls for the first time since 1994, so – First off, heck of a run by Hendersonville girls soccer. I mean, there's 27 years of of dominance, uh, of dominating your district. And so, you know, just a big round of applause. I mean, obviously, I know you lost last night, so that's tough. It hurts uh, to see your season come to an end. But, you know, when you really step back and look at what the, the program has accomplished uh, over these decades, it's, it's you know, nothing short of amazing and, uh, you know, second to none, to be quite honest with you. And for Gallatin, this is the third time in four years their girls soccer team has played for the district tournament championship. And so you don't want to say it's a, a complete turnaround of the culture of G- at Gallatin because, you know, uh, coach Greg Harper has been there for 20 plus years. And so he's always had, you know, the right culture at Gallatin. But now the thing that's different is he's getting a lot of his girls playing club soccer, playing travel soccer, whether that be ECNL, uh, whether that be the Rangers, whether that be Tennessee United soccer club, or whomever, and and when you're when you're able to get girls on the team uh, that play year round, much like your opponents like Hendersonville and Station Camp do, uh, it makes for competing a little bit easier. And so, um, when you have that, and you mix that with the fact that they know how to win, that this freshman uh, class was, you know, a part of those sectional games two two years ago, two three years ago, they remember what it was like not making it to the sectionals last year as juniors. And they wanted no part of it again. So, you know, they just worked really hard this offseason. They played a gauntlet of a schedule. I mean, if you just look at who they've played this year, um, whomever they're going to face from here on out, it'll, you know, not that it won't be a challenge, but it'll certainly be, you know, we've seen this before type of thing. So, um, Gallatin beating Hendersonville last night in the second game of the District 9-3A semifinals uh, was was noteworthy. And uh, one you can check out on MainStreetPreps.com. I kind of highlighted that game along with, the second game about to, I'm about to talk about, which is Station Camp Beach, a game that uh, was a little bit more lopsided in favor of Station Camp. One they won seven to nothing, powered by four goals from freshman sensation Mallory Springs. She also had an assist as well. Sophomore sensation Aiden Wood had two goals as well. Um, and so, and then I don't want to leave off the other girl here. Maddie Morris scored the game's final goal. 
for Station Camp, winning 7 nothing. And so, you know, they're going to move into the district tournament championship, play Gallatin. They defeated Gallatin 3-1 earlier in the season, but got to expect uh, Thursday night at Drake's Creek Park to be a little bit different. I'm excited about it. Uh, we'll be in attendance. And, again, if you can come out and support some local girls soccer, uh, I suggest you do so. It's at Drake's Creek Park, Field of Dreams, Russ Plummer Stadium. Uh, right there at the back of the park starts at seven o'clock and should be a really good one. I know all district awards will follow afterwards. So, uh, you know, if you've got a night to come out and support girls soccer, you know, Thursday night's a good opportunity to do so. And then don't want to leave out the other girls soccer programs, but shout out to Merrill Hyde, uh, district eight single A. They defeated East Robertson on Tuesday night, 11 to nothing. They play independence Academy on Thursday night in the district tournament championship, a game, which they should win. Uh, pretty easily, but you know that they're gonna, you know, just alert the phone. They just called. They said they're gonna play the game anyway, despite Merrill High being a big advantage. Um, and then Liberty Creek in in nine double A soccer advancing to uh, their district tournament soccer game championship on Thursday, uh, playing the winner of White House and White House Heritage. So uh, a lot of good soccer being played here in Sumner County. Pope Prep don't want to forget about them. They're kind of on a two week bye after their regular season before their playoffs start. Uh, they were six and one in D two double A. So. Uh, they're having a really good season as well, highlighted by uh, Katie Shea Collins, maybe the best player in the mid-state, recently committed to the University of South Carolina. So a lot of really good soccer here played in Sumner County. Uh, shout out to the Tennessee United Soccer Club for that. Shout out to all the coaches uh, at the high school level for for teaching these girls uh, the, high, the game at a high level. So uh, those, are, those are two of our big things this week. And then our last big thing before we jump into a break is our football slate this week. Um, I think it's it's highlighted by Westmoreland and East Robertson, and we're going to hear from Chad Perry, Westmoreland head coach, after the break about that game. That game should decide a region champion in 4-2A, and so uh, we're going to get into that a little bit later, but that that is our Sumner County Game of the Week, and it's actually our Main Street Preps uh, Game of the Week, highlighted with all the mid-state games. So uh, that will be one to keep an eye out on for. Um, Gallatin Beach, Gallatin's hosting Beach anytime those two teams meet. Uh, it's it's appointment television. It's appointment viewing. Now Beach has won ten in a row. They they are fourteen and seven, I believe, since the turn of the century. Uh, so they've kind of dominated this series. But um, you never know what can happen. So uh, that's a big game as well. You've also got Pope Prep versus Knox Catholic. Will Kenny Mitchie return? It's Wednesday at twelve thirty five, and I still have no answer to that. Um, so one to keep an eye out for. And so uh, you can head on over to MainStreetPreps.com. You can check out my pick'em column where I dive into every single game this week, including all the ones I mentioned, Portland Station Camp, uh, and so on and so forth. So uh, make sure you're heading on over to MainStreetPreps.com to check that out. We are going to head to a short break, uh, but when we do, when we come back, we are going to bring in Westmoreland head coach Chad Perry. He has the Eagles at 5-3 and three on the season. They are 3 – excuse me, 5-2 and two on the season. They are 3-0 and oh in league play. They've defeated Trousdale County. They've defeated Watertown by a combined 62-0. They've gotten the monkey off their back, if they will. Now they've got one final test this Friday night against East Robertson, who is 6-1, also undefeated in league play. So, so excited to speak with Chad Perry about that game, about the season as a whole. So make sure you're staying through after the break as we talk to Coach Perry. This is the Sumner County Sports Show, powered by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, where fans don't let fans drive drop. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. <laughs> you really good try. There aren't any cops around. 
I didn't think there were any cops around. I drink and drive all the time. Sir. Sir, you've been in a serious crash. I need you to hang out, okay? It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year. I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. And we are back. As I told you before the break, we were going to bring in Westmoreland head coach Chad Perry to the show. Coach Perry has his Eagles flying right now. They are 5-2 and two on the season, 3-0 and oh in league play, and play a very, very critical football game this Friday night against East Robertson at home. And so with that, I believe – Maybe Coach Perry's on the line at this at this moment, but maybe not. If not, that's fine. I thought I heard him in there. I see his picture now. Coach Perry, how are you doing today? Looks I'm like – Yeah, well, uh, one second. Sorry, Zach. I'll have to give him a call back here in a minute. One, one sec. You're good. No worries. But, um, yeah, so as I mentioned, the Eagles have, you know, a really good team this year. We We had talked – I feel like I've been on the Westmoreland hype train all season long, to be honest with you. I mean, even when you date back to my summer conversation with Coach Perry uh, for the Sumner County High School Football Magazine, you know, you could tell then that he exuded confidence. He had a huge senior class uh, that had been there and kind of been through the ringer. And so had a lot of hopes for this year, had a lot of expectations going into the season. Um, But they opened up the year with a really tough game. I mean, they're a two-way program. And they welcome in Portland, a team that's in Class 5A, a team that they lost to last year. Um, and, and you know, we we spoke with Terry McCormick a couple of weeks ago, Westmoreland's play-by-play announcer, and he mentioned that he thought the loss last year kind of got the season started off on the wrong foot. But he felt like this year kind of the opposite, that it really got the ball rolling for the Eagles this year. So um, whenever Coach Perry jumps in, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to him about that. And, you know, I've got a lot of questions to ask him. You know, one – I want to know, are they embracing the atmosphere uh, for Friday night? Are they embracing the challenge that, that's going to come with, with East Robertson coming to town? Do they do they talk about the big game? Do they 
are they are they embracing all that 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 is in front of them? Because it's been since 2014 they've had a chance to win a region title. Been since 2012 that they've actually won a region championship. So excited to talk with Coach Perry uh, if and when he's able to to jump in here today. Justin, were you able? Were you wanted to say something? I guess not. I thought I saw Justin jump in as well. Um, so, you know, that's just that's just where we are right now. So. Um, I think if we can't get Coach Perry in, we were going to be able to bring in uh, Terry McCormick, the play-by-play announcer. So uh, we may need to take another break um, to, to kind of get that situated and sorted out. So let's do that. Um, and so after the break, hopefully we'll be able to, to bring you somebody. So let's, uh, let's go to the break. Or maybe not. Maybe we're not going to go to the break. And so – or are we? I mean, well, what's going? <laughs> My apologies, Zach. I'm sorry about that, man. Uh, we can do whatever you whatever you'd like to do. Yeah, let's just let's go to a break and uh, we'll try to figure this out. Okay. I'm, I'm efforting on uh, coach right now, but yeah, sounds good. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. Really good try. There aren't any cops around. I didn't think there were any cops around. I drink and drive all the time. Sir. Sir, you've been in a serious crash. I need you to hang on, okay? It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor-trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad I couldn't work for almost a year, I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor-trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bart Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor-trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. No, I'm just here you. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you.
Justin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. It was just a few cocktails at happy hour. You're <laughs> <laughs> really good try. There aren't any cops around. I didn't think there were any cops around. I drink and drive all the time. Sir. Sir, you've been in a serious crash. I'm gonna hang on, okay? It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. And we're back like talking with Justin. Maybe we got him through. Justin, can we try to put Coach Perry in through the line here? So I I'm trying to effort him on. Um he can only hear me at the moment for some reason. Um so what I can do is and I so he can he can hear me at this uh I can send him a link through audio only if we want to try that. Uh, yeah. Um, let's, let's try that. Let's send him a link through audio only, okay. uh, see if we can't figure something out. Cause I'd love to get his perspective, uh, okay. for this Friday night. I'll, uh, I'll, on, do that. I'll text him over that link on right this now. game. So, um, why don't we do this? Why don't we go ahead and pivot if we can, Justin, and, uh, go ahead and highlight our player of the week this week. Um, if you, if you have that, if you have that available, yes, come that, that photo available. So, uh, this week, our player of the week was uh, handed out to Beach senior running back Darius Johnson. Johnson rushed for 252 yards and two touchdowns uh, in Beach's big win uh, over Springfield on Friday night. So yeah, that's a 42-10 final. Uh, I know that Springfield had lost Devin Crenshaw, their quarterback, just before halftime. So um, it really changed the the perplexity of that football game in the second half. But uh, regardless, a, a good win for Beach, and um, you know they're going to be tested on the road. This week at Gallatin, they're going to need more from Johnson. I believe he's over 600 yards through the year. Uh, they've got several backs, two, three backs that are that are over three, 400 yards uh, on the season. But Darius Johnson, 252 yards last week, including an 80-yard touchdown run, uh, was very big in their win. And so uh, shout out to Darius Johnson for our player of the week this week. 
And then uh, I, I updated you a little bit on, on Merrill Hyde and Liberty Creek. I do want to update you now on our volleyball teams. Uh, Gallatin Volleyball f- dropped their region semifinal match against Hillsboro, uh, ending their season. Station Camp defeated McGavick in the region semifinals and advanced to the region finals, where they ultimately fell to Hillsboro. Shout out to the Burroughs for being region champs. Uh, so that means that Station Camp season will continue. They will go on the road uh, for the sectional round, uh, whether it be uh, Brentwood or, or or Ravenwood or whomever out of Williams County. I haven't checked yet. I believe they, they are playing today, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so one more team left in volleyball. So shout out to Station Camp for advancing to sectionals. Shout out to Gallatin for advancing to the region. And uh, I know Merrill Hyde advanced to the region tournament as well in their respective region before losing in the semifinals. So, um, yeah, just uh, just wanted to give an update uh, on those two things. So um, I think we're going to try. Let's try to take one more break while while Justin uh, tries to, to to get Coach Perry on the line for audio. It's going to be a quick break because we've not got a lot of show time left. Um, but let's do that. Let's take a quick break. But when we come back, hopefully we'll have Coach Perry. But if not. We'll try again next week, and we'll close out the show. Only I know, only the only way I know how shooting on that on that hoop right there. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. Really good try. There aren't any cops around. I didn't think there were any cops around. I drink and drive all the time. Sir. Sir, you've been in a serious crash. I'm going to hang out, okay? And we're back. We are back on the Sumner County podcast, or excuse me, Sumner County show. And with that, we bring in Coach Perry. Coach, I'm so sorry for the technical difficulties, but we appreciate you hanging on through the line. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing very well. Doing very well. Thank you so much for joining us again. You know, big game. Let's 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 cut right to it, coach. I mean, a huge game Friday night um against East Robertson, a really good football team. Your team has put themselves in the position to enjoy the success. I'm curious from you. Are you guys embracing the week, the atmosphere of this week? Uh yeah, we are. We uh you know, it's been a long time since we've had the opportunity to play for uh, uh, a region championship or a region title uh, and get ourselves in a position to where, uh, you know, it's a little bit different atmosphere for us around here. Uh, you know, in the past, this week in the season, uh, we're still uh, in, been fighting to get in, just get in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, this year uh, we've put ourselves in a good position to actually have a chance to uh, do some good things and maybe host a playoff round or two and, uh you know, the thing about it is um, we're still going to take the same approach that we've taken all year. Uh, it's another game on our schedule. It's a region contest on our schedule. And, uh, you know, as far as preparation, uh, yeah, we've had, to, we've had to ramp it up a notch. East Robertson is a tremendous program with uh, Coach Brooks uh, over there doing a great job. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to Friday night. Coach, this series goes back a long time. In fact, it dates all the way back to middle school. You know, these two programs play in the same middle school league, as you know. Very good competition. When these seniors were in seventh grade, they played East Robertson twice, losing in the bowl game, winning in the regular season. As eighth graders, vice versa, they lose in the regular season, win in the bowl game. So these guys, these kids go back a long, long ways. What are you expecting for Friday night's game? 
Well, uh, you're right. Uh, these kids know each other well. Uh, our communities are not that far apart, and uh, they have been playing each other uh, in a competitive atmosphere uh, for, for a long time. Uh, you know, for our seniors and juniors this year, uh, they've only got to go back a couple, three years when they were battling for championships in the seventh and eighth grade. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a built-in rival. I don't know that I would always call Westmoreland East Robertson a long, long rival, but over the past few years with our close contest, uh, you know, it's become a, a really big rival, uh, whether it had the, the accolations of what's going on with uh, this game in itself. Uh, you know, it's just a rival game now on our schedule, and, uh, you know, we're, we want to prepare to win it. You know, I'd go, I'd go all the way back to the summer, Coach, when you and I talked, and, and one of the things that you mentioned uh, was the senior leadership that you were excited about. You got about, you got about 15, 20 guys, you know, whether it's the Nick Grays of the world, Cameron Eden, Eli Stafford, Marshall Booker, Dawson Borders, Bryce Kittrell, and I'm, and I'm obviously leaving somebody off there, but the list goes on and on. They've played a lot since sophomore year. They feel like it's their time. Do you feel like it's their time? Uh, yeah, I do. And and these kids have that, that they're a class, they're a unique class. They've uh, stuck together when you when you hold uh, 16, 17 seniors together uh, for four years of high school football uh, in a two A program. It's a, a tremendous accomplishment just for uh, the kids themselves uh, because they bought in since they were freshmen. They've uh, they've been a unique group to watch as they've grown up in our program. And most of them, uh, a lot of them were on the field as sophomores. Uh, pretty much all of them were on the field as juniors last year. Uh, so this bunch has uh, really stuck together. They, they, they're really a, they're a goal-oriented bunch, uh, whether that means summer workouts, whether that means weight room, uh, you know, maxes, or whether it means Friday night football. Uh, they, they, they set up their mindset to accomplish something, and they do everything they can to go out and accomplish that. You guys have played some pretty tough competition this, this season, Coach, whether it's Portland, Macon County, Smith County, Clay County. How, do you feel like you'll be prepared no matter who you face moving forward just because of that tough out-of-conference schedule? Uh, yeah, you know, um, a lot of a lot of programs try to schedule, uh, you know, some non-region opponents a lot of times to get a little break in their schedule and things like that. I felt like to raise our program to the next level uh, and to get past first, second round of playoffs, we really had to play good competition. So, you know, uh, it, it bit us in the rear end a few times last year. We played a lot of people close, but uh, I do feel like our program uh, did improve. And I feel like that the, the results that we're seeing this year are uh, just of what you just said. Uh, our non-region schedule is pretty tough. We play some good opponents. We know how to play in a big game. Uh, we know how to play in a close game. And, uh, you know, we've seen athletes on the field all year, just like we're going to see Friday night out of East Robertson. So, you know, it's not going to be something that we step out on the field Friday night and see something that we haven't seen as far as uh, athletic ability or speed of the game, or we're not going to find ourselves in a position to where we haven't been before, uh, being in a close contest, if that's what it comes down to. Coach, Watertown, Trousdale County was a lot of teams demon for a long time in that region. This year, you exercised those demons to the tune of 62 to nothing combined. I'm curious, what was the mood like after those wins? Because let's be honest, they've been hard to come by, right? Yes, they have been hard to come by. And, and uh, you know, again, I just uh, – I, I give not, uh, a nod to our senior class. Uh, that Those those teams that we played and, and defeated in our region already were, were goals on our goal board. Uh, and, uh, you know, these guys went out one game at a time and uh, we were able to take care of Watertown. Uh, and we also were able to take care of Charles County. And, you know, those were huge wins for our program because uh, those wins doesn't come very often for the 
the Westmoreland Eagles. And, uh, you know, to get those victories and put ourselves in a position we're in, uh, what we felt like was a huge accomplishment for where our program is today. You guys were able to enjoy the bye week last week. I'm curious, how, how good was it just not only physically but mentally able to kind of reset a little bit as you as you get ready to go down the most important part of your schedule? Well, we were very fortunate that our bye week does come uh, where our, our schedule lays. And, uh, you know, again, we go out every Friday night and we play hard physical football. Uh, that's something that Westmore has been known for for a long time, uh, way before I took over the reins. And uh, we pride ourselves in that. So, you know, uh, it's been a good recovery week for us. Uh, we've had a few, few kids that uh, have been banged up and uh, that were, you know, we're trying to get 100% healthy. And uh, that week last week was, you know, a good physical break for us. Uh, I also feel like it's kind of a refresher to, you know, take a couple of days, uh, you know, get it off your mind a little bit. And then, you know, it's kind of like uh, the second half of your season. We come back in after halftime of our season. Uh, we get ready. To, we got ready to go this past Monday, and it seemed like our kids had another shot of energy and just a little bit more excitement, uh, you know, to to get through uh, what we got coming up. Yeah, you kind of answered my next question, which would have been about preparation. Uh, so let me let me let me pivot for you. When I talked with Terry McCormick a couple weeks ago, he let me know that Dylan Beasley, senior wingback who who broke his neck against Portland in Week One, had a chance to maybe be back for this one. Any update on, on that potential great story for Dylan Beasley? Yeah, Dylan's a tremendous kid. He's uh, worked his butt off in the weight room to get on the field, and uh, unfortunately he did have that injury uh, in the Portland week. Uh, you know, when you go uh, around the head and neck area and those kinds of injuries, then it's something you got to be really cautious of. So uh, he's been done, he's done his due diligence as far as the doctors and uh, being where he's supposed to be, uh, you know, going through his rehab and his physical therapy and all that, and uh, – uh, right now, uh, we're hoping to get him back very soon. Coach, I'll let you go with this. You know, you mentioned all the athletes that you're used to facing, and, and East Robertson has plenty of athletes, right? Whether it's this, whether it's Zach Prince, whether it's the Groves, the, the Grove brothers. Um, defensively, that unit has bailed you out so many times this year. They're obviously a quality defense. What's the talks? What's the game plan this week to try to slow down this East Robertson attack that averages about 400 yards a game? Well, overall, uh, you know, the difference between East Robertson and some of the teams that we're playing is not only do they have an athlete on the field, they're going to have multiple athletes on the field. Uh, you know, we have prided ourselves in, in team speed on defense, and, uh, you know, hopefully we can match that uh, come Friday night because they do have some athletes. they got some big playmakers, and, uh, you know, we're, we're going to do what we do uh, as far as our defensive scheme and the things that we, we've, we've done well all year. And, uh, you know, hopefully our kids will be, be able to play at a high level and match their athletic ability. Coach Perry, in his sixth season leading Westmoreland off to a 5-2 and two start, 3-0 and oh in the region, got a chance to try to lock up a region championship this Friday night. Coach Perry, thank you so much for joining us today, and best of luck uh, these next couple of days and, of course, on Friday night. All right. Thank you guys for having me on. You bet. That was Westmoreland head coach Chad Perry to talk about the big game Friday night. So, uh, a lot of energy from him, a lot of lot of good stuff. So uh, thank you for uh, to, to Coach Perry for jumping on to to talk about that game. We're running a little long today, but as you know, we've got. I'm skipping overtime. No spoiler alert. It's about the third Saturday in October. I'm a Tennessee fan. Can the Vols win? Will they cover? I don't know, but I mean, I'll say this: it's probably it's definitely the first time in my life that I am and I don't I don't smoke cigars but I'm going to have a cigar on hand just in case they do win 
But Steph Curry drops, shoots, and no good. But I will see you next week.